0: everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. Faith will be joining me for the this or that section of the show and the Q&A part of the show. But for now, we're going to be here just starting the show off like we do every single week with the news. And it was actually a pretty slow week until the very last minute right before I started recording the show. Arrow Video announced their January 2024 releases. And we actually got some pretty big titles, something I really wasn't expecting. Arrow Video was kind of teasing us with a sword. I saw a lot of people hoping that Excalibur would be coming to 4K Blu-ray. But no, little did we know it was going to be Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And probably the first film that really put him on the map as an actor, and that is Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Both of those are coming to 4K Blu-ray. And Blu-ray, and you can also get them in one nice big package called the Conan Chronicles, and that's probably what I'll end up getting. And I was really surprised about this. I did not expect these to be coming to 4K Blu-ray, and I'm actually pretty sure these will translate very well to the 4K format. Now, the one disappointing thing about this, and I've seen some people already talking about it, is that it is a U.S. and Canadian release. It is not being released in Region B. Now, I'm sure that you'll be able to play the 4K Blu-rays in Region B if you want them, but it is a little bit disappointing. And I believe the reasoning is just because of the rights which brings us to our next arrow video announcement and that is carrie's coming to 4k And that's coming just in the UK. And that's because Scream Factory over here in the United States released it on 4K Blu-ray already. And I imagine it's going to be the same exact scan, but I can't confirm that. But that's just my best guess. But this is one thing that does happen a lot. Certain studios release certain things on 4K in other regions, while other studios have the rights somewhere else. And we just saw this this week with movies like The Others coming to 4K Blu-ray here in the United States through the Criterion Collection. But the studio who actually did the new scan, Studio Canal... They released it on their own in Region B. So this does happen a lot. Last year, Wolf of Wall Street was released by Arrow Video on 4K for the Region B. While here in the United States, we have the Warner Brothers 4K. So it does happen a lot. That's what creates the confusion. But for the most part, stuff isn't region locked on 4K Blu-ray. It does happen, but it's rare. But usually, if it's on 4K you can play it on any player, so at least you can watch this on 4K if you did, if you live in a different region. You'll just have to order it through a site that, you know, does imports. My recommendation is Diabolic DVD. I've been getting some great deals through them. They just recently had a sale, and that actually brings me to my other bit of news this week because other than Arrow Videos announcements, we also, I think, got some confirmation finally on Kindergarten Cop coming to 4K Blu-ray because on Blu-ray.com they are listing it for release on January 23rd, 2024, so we're getting all of our 2000 2000- 2024 January announcement so I'm gonna take that on face value and say it's more than likely true and thank god because I remember they announced this almost a year ago and actually it's funny because man who used to be here on the show I remember he just got kindergarten cop on blu-ray hadn't even opened it and then they announced it was coming to 4k and he figured like one or two months down the line and no it still hasn't come to 4k so it's cool that we finally got an announcement it's not an official press release or anything like that but it's on blu-ray.com I imagine they have some sort of source that's letting us know, hey, Kindergarten Cop, finally coming to 4K. We just got the announcement that December 12th we're getting face-off on 4K from Kino. So maybe they're getting their scans in order. That means Lost in Translation, which I thought was going to be out by the end of this year to celebrate its 20th anniversary. But it looks like that scan will probably be done sometime in 2024, which is fine. I'd rather them take their time and give us one of the best looking scans they possibly could than put out some garbage. So I appreciate it. Take your time. No rush. As long as it's coming, it's coming. And then another thing that Matt actually reached out to me about this morning, if you are a member of like the Best Buy Total Tech program where you get all their exclusive deals and you get stuff a little bit early, they actually had, a sale for those members this week, early Black Friday sales, which should give us an idea of what the Black Friday sales from Best Buy are going to look like, and there are some really good deals on 4Ks in there, like Transformers Rise of the Beast, which I absolutely did not like, but a lot of people did, is already on 4K Blu-ray, but you'll be able to get it at this Black Friday price, I'm assuming, at $9.99, two guns, which just came to 4 k I think in September, that's going to be $9.99. Top Gun on 4K, which is a steal at $7.99. Evil Dead Rise, $9.99. So if you've been waiting to get these 4Ks and you're not a total tech member, hold out. These are most likely going to be Best Buy's Black Friday prices. They're naming this sale early Black Friday sale. So more than likely, this is what they're going to be for Black Friday. So if you're waiting for these to go on sale, hold out to Black Friday. It looks like you're going to get a steal. That's what I'm waiting for for Evil Dead Rise and Two Guns. I've been waiting for both of those 4Ks to drop in price, and most studios put all of their 4Ks of this past year on sale around Black Friday. I think Vacation also is going to be listed at $19.99, which is the lowest price that that's been listed at, and it's definitely worth it at that under $20. So, hang on. Best Buy's got their sales coming up a little bit down the line. And that's actually going to do it for the news this week, so there really wasn't too much just Arrow Video and getting confirmation on Kindergarten Cop, so now I'm going to kick it on over to this or that portion of the show with me and Faith. All right we're back and look what I found wandering the halls looking all disheveled and just a mess and I dragged her in here and and- just a mess. <laughs> I dragged her in here and I said faith let's go do some this or that right so faith's here for this or that and some questions for this week and let's just go into it what do you got for us So we're gonna do
1: some 90 shows Oh we were kids so it's gonna be kind of kid themed. For us, because we were kids back in the '90s. Yeah,
0: this is kind of our thing, like our era of shows. Yeah.
1: So, all right. So we're gonna do Nick or Cartoon Network.
0: Oh, this is easy for me. 100% Nickelodeon. Um, I liked Cartoon Network, but Nickelodeon for me, that always had the best shows. I was a big Rocco's Modern Life guy, Rugrats, Doug, Ren and Stimpy, you know, all the Nicktoons. And then eventually we get CatDog, Angry Beavers, and, you know, Spongebob was probably like the last hurrah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'll say Nick too. Nick I like the Rugrats. Those are Hey Arnold. Those are my thing. Those are my jam. Did you ever get to go to Nickelodeon Studios? Yes, and I you did. did. Yes, I did. Did went. you
0: ever get to watch them uh, film Slime Time?
1: Yes, I did. Really? But yeah, I went with my mom and my sisters, and it was really nice. It was back then. You know how like they showed you the building? Yeah, I remember yeah at the yeah, end of the episode. That's where it was in. But not every time you go for Slime Time, it's a TV. It's not on TV. Oh really yeah so just so you guys know I don't know if people know that out there but well, every time Correct
0: me if the, about this but slime time was just like all right an episode of a show would go would end and they would show like a five minute segment from slime time So Bomb.
1: like maybe it is from mm. like that they take a, like a little clip but it's not like you're sitting there the whole time and you're being filmed. I remember like that,
0: that uh, I was watching slime Time once and a kid I went to school with I saw him on it. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back, and everyone was like, "Oh, I saw you on Slime Time." <laughs> that was the
1: talk of the town. Right, and we were in, like <laughs> second grade. <laughs> so, you know, All right. The to talk about. So, are you afraid of the dark Ooh. or goosebumps? Oh, this is a really
0: good one. Holy shit. Ah, uh, this is very tough. Um, fun facts about both of them. Both were filmed up in Canada. And actually, I think Ryan Gosling appears in both. Uh oh, Or at least cool. some actors you can actually see. Because you know, they feel very similar. But I'm going to have to, again, go at my... Nickelodeon cold as ice heart and say are you afraid of the dark?
1: <sighs> I'm gonna go with are you afraid of the dark too. Goosebumps was cool because I used to read the books.
0: I read the books too. Well, do you know rem- You can read? I can. I can and or else.
1: Wow, S- I know you never read a book So I don't
0: I, don't, I don't and that's the last time I probably even read <laughs> uh, Regular old fish- fiction because if I do read it's usually nonfiction.
1: Yeah, which wow. is pretty
0: You know, I always have uh, lived and died on the, mon- on the moniker that uh, if the book is good Good, they'll make a movie out of it.
1: Yeah, but sometimes the movie's not that good for
0: the most part Yeah, actually I would probably say that it for the most part the movie never lives up to the book Yeah, but, so but I'm a movie guy. You know, that's what yeah. we That's what we, but uh quick question before we leave this question Are you afraid of the darker Goosebumps? Which one had the better theme song?
1: Goosebumps.
0: I was yeah, That's where I give the edge to Goosebumps. Yeah,
1: Goosebumps But I do like the idea of the campfire for the Are You Afraid of the Dark. And the stories were never really that scary. But uh, we always thought that they were scary as little kids. They creeped us out as kids. But the they U, weren't the Goosebumps, epi-
0: the Goosebumps episode, the werewolf episode... Honestly, it was the scariest thing that ever happened to me in my life. When like, you were a kid, it scared me more than any movie, anything ever. I, 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 made yeah. it, I was, and I watched that episode pretty recently. And yeah. I'm telling you, it's still good. Not scary though. I don't know what the hell was going on with me, but that movie scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and
1: really, you never really see a werewolf,
0: so it's really no. stupid. <laughs> no, no.
1: All right, the last one. I don't know if you watched. I um, don't think we ever really talked about this Legend of the Hidden Temple or Guts.
0: Okay, well, Legend of the Hidden Temple. So I did watch these, but I would actually put Guts and Legend of the Hidden Temple behind my favorite of all these shows, which was Double Dare.
1: Double Dare was the least of my favorite. Really, I loved Guts. Guts is my
0: least favorite of the three. Guts was <laughs> awesome
1: because it was, like, a challenge for kids. and. Well, so was Double Dare. Like... Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was, like, more, like, athletic.
0: Yeah, Double Dare would have, like, almost, like, a family feud style that eventually ended up in those, like, kind of segments. But Guts and then uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple was, like, pretty much, like, but a I think be- physical show the whole before
1: time. Before your time, there was a show... Around the time where it was, like, like where Hey Dude... So this is, like, before your time. Yeah,
0: the, the Hey Dude, Pete um, and Pete, those were, like, Pete a little... Pete, those were before Those but I, your Shorts. But
1: those Salute Your Shorts. There was a show... Was it called... It was... You um, sure it wasn't were, Double Dare? Double was Double
0: was, I think, the first Nickelodeon game show.
1: No, they were outside. They were... Ooh, I don't they even were, know. They I, were... I, I gotta find the name of the show. Hold All on. All right. Well, find the name of it.
0: <laughs> So, after some extensive research, we found out it's Wild and Crazy Kids. Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that show. It was way before your time. I think
0: you were just born. I know. It came out and started in 1990. I wasn't uh, gracing the earth until Oh, you were in 92. Yeah, I forgot. So, yeah, Yeah. that was a crazy
1: time for me. So, I would watch that. And so, the show basically was you put... Everyone was on a team you had different color teams and a group of kids from each of those teams would do like relay races um, Omar Gooding, Gilbert mm. Gooding's brother, was the host.
0: Yeah, I just saw a picture of this guy and, it just um, like him.
1: Yeah, it, it was a fun show. I used to love that show, but again it, yeah. it was I was three.
0: Yeah, so it's a so. little before you. T- I mean, I, I got into like the And then eventually Double Dare turned into Double Dare in 2000. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that But yeah, Double I was, Dare was I always think my favorite. Was, yeah. I was always a I turned
1: into more of a Disney girl. Yeah, you did. By my teen years. Like, because they had shows that were oh, really. You, this is why
0: you still love this freaking nutcase. Uh, what's his name? From Holes. Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, because you loved Even He's... Stevens, right?
1: I actually didn't really like Even really? Stevens that much. It wasn't my favorite. Uh-huh. I liked that So Raven, Lizzie McGuire. Um, those shows. Like the only
0: like Disney show I ever went out of my way to watch was The Proud Family. Everything else, Proud Family, that was my only one. The rest I kind of avoid. I never like. I never wasn't even Steven's guy. Like, so I got introduced to Shia LaBeouf in the movie Holes, which I think is well, a Nicktoons movie a Nickelodeon movie. Actually. I love
1: that movie. But Shia LaBeouf is very talented.
0: He's very talented. He's just off his rocker all yeah, the time. Yeah,
1: but you know, half these celebrities are. And plus, he was a child celebrity. Yeah, so half these people are. He's not bothering anybody right now. At You're the moment, no, hear, he isn't. You ever, never hear about the guy. No, you don't. You
0: only hear about him losing out on roles, which is a shame because he could probably do some good work. He he's, is He's a good very actor. talented. He is a good actor. Did you
1: hear um, Macaulay Culkin is trying to get back to work?
0: Is he really? Yeah. Well, probably because he sees his brother Kieran Culkin just hitting home run after home run on Show and he looks succession. great. Macaulay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. He looks
1: great. Dad life fits him. You know? Yeah,
0: maybe he turned his whole life around. You know, you know
1: who he's married to?
0: Uh, Olivia Munn, no. right? no no who's married to someone's married to um
1: from uh, oh, Channel. the oh the
0: sweet life uh what's her name right
1: what's her yeah I don't know I forgot what her name is uh, no. but um yeah he's married to that girl from Zack and Cody oh okay
0: that's crazy those kids are the same age as me. Who do you think is more successful? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> one doesn't even work anymore. No, one is not an
0: actor. He has like He's his own. A chef, right? Or winery, or something. Oh, he makes his own oh, wine, oh. or something like that.
1: But that's what—that's what, really what happens. Cole
0: Sprouse is the one oh. who's an
1: actor. Okay. But that really is, is what happens. Uh, you you like you make all this money, and then when you're an adult, now you have this money to start whatever business you're really passionate about. That is a good point. Which I think is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody has good parents. You know, and but no, they seem like as far as child actors turned uh, adults, they seem like they have they're very level headed. All of them. But a lot of them don't have that around them. Good, pa- you know, no. good support. Have you team ever seen them. Britney
0: Spears' Instagram? There is not a good support team around her. Or well,
1: no, I, I think there was And everybody said free Britney And they freed her And they freed her And there you go And now she's Michael Myers <laughs> on
0: Instagram With knives and shit Oh my god
1: I'm All just right.
0: scrolling Instagram And there's a nude of Britney Spears And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> World's a crazy place, guys Alright But
1: that was it
0: Alright, that was a good this or that Some good. Yeah, good I just
1: wanted to do a little throwback, you know
0: Appreciate that
1: and before we get
0: into the Q&A portion we just wanted to make a quick announcement just because we haven't talked about it on the channel yet as a group or just faith and i uh but and you guys but uh we we turned on channel memberships now so if you guys want to join we have three tiers that you can join we have friends of the show which is 399 Uh i'm sorry 299 and you know you kind of just you know, basically you're just a friend of the show. You get your name in the end credits, uh, so you'll always see your name at the very end of these videos. Uh, You get the badges, so we know, you know, how long you've been a member of the show. So that one's really just there to support the channel. Then we have our producers tier, which is actually six ninety nine a month. And that one you get a lot more. So that one you get early I think access. that's the
1: best one. That's
0: the most bang for your buck. So that's, you'll get all of our videos, like, more than likely, right now, our two members at the time of this recording are two producers in Jason Martin and Frank Rodriguez. Hi, so- Fra-
1: hi Jason and Frank.
0: Uh, fate says hi. <laughs> and- <laughs> so basically... You know, I usually film and edit this video and I'm done with it by about Saturday afternoon. So when I finish it, I schedule it to go up. But those people will now get it the second the video's done and you'll have early access to it. So that's a cool perk for that. You'll also have access to all of our live streams, which will be just mainly for the members of the channel. So you'll have access to that, the exclusive live streams each and every month, which includes actually watch-alongs for certain movies. And the first one I'm planning for that is Terminator 2. So those are for the people who pay about, you know, the $6.99 a month and then the big bad boy are the directors and this is where you get the most and thats four ninety nine a month which I understand is a little bit pricey um, YouTube kind of locked us in at the prices at least for a month so eventually maybe we will add a fourth tier so we don't really know but this one you get to actually have your choice of a video review each and every month now that doesn't include the people who I already promised that I'm gonna do some reviews for here on the channel so I have four actually scheduled for November hmm But, for everybody else, that's eventually, that tier, you'll have your own choice of review and I was thinking that maybe you can even send me in like a clip of yourself telling me why you love that movie so much and I'll edit that into the video also. Oh, that's awesome. So that was an idea I was kicking around. Um, you'll also be able to have like a private chat with me so we can just talk movies for like 20 minutes or a half hour each month. So, and then those people also get exclusive polls. Really just help, that's why they're called the directors. They help the videos on the channel and you'll always have your name in the opening credits of, of the video videos around mine and you get exclusive shout outs like the 699 tier people do as well. So that I think is the, obviously the best but I understand that one's a little bit pricey and it's just really just to keep the channel going guys so it's not really any pressure so if you're just watching the videos the best way to help us is still just to like and subscribe but if you really love what we do here you know, it, uh, it is a financial burden to run the channel.
1: Mm, so, it is.
0: <laughs> so that's the one thing, and if we could just at least make the channel run on its own, that's really the ultimate goal. I don't need to, you know, be rich or anything but just to make sure that you know the 4k blu-rays i can always keep reviewing them because you guys know how much those cost, and i probably i pay for them all out of pocket i don't get review copies so you know any little bit of support really does help and i'm going to try and make it definitely worth it for you guys who do support the china channel financially so i want to thank everybody in advance who does choose to go for it and just don't feel like you have to do it there is absolutely no obligation you won't see any changes on the regular channel or anything like that but you know, you know, the more money we bring in, the more stuff we can review and the higher quality the videos get. So it's just another step in the direction of the channel.
1: Yep. So thank you. Whoever does decide to join, I re- you know, he really appreciates it. I really do. Um, we're trying to branch into other things, too. I have a funny thing that I want us to kind of do. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, because we do have a TikTok, and we're yes. going to start
0: trying to play around with that. Maybe do a little bit more comedy skits on there. But if you guys aren't subscribed to the Let's Talk Edited Media TikTok, uh, you can actually see like shortened versions of our regular channel reviews. there. not the full thing. The full things are on YouTube, but you get like a three minute version. Version and you know some exclusive ranking list, you know, in the short window. But we want to add some comedy stuff. We want
1: to do yes, because John is uh, very funny. He doesn't really show his whole personality on camera because he wants to really keep it professional mm-hmm. but he's really down for anything oh, like, yeah. that's just how his personality is so I was fully
0: I... committed to doing this show shirtless from the beginning <laughs> and you know everyone else shot that down but yeah, no, I have uh, you know no pride when, in how I when
1: you when you think of John's inspirations it's you know Jim Carrey Will Ferrell like very uh, dramatic and uh, funny very outgoing comedy. As yeah. I would say, like, I, I guess almost like human best.
0: cartoon characters. Yes.
1: <laughs> that is literally what John is. Like, no. he, he, he has, you know, really deep conversations, but he also has a very funny part of him. That yeah. um, I think he needs to show more, and we're gonna. Yeah, I we, think we're gonna do it.
0: Actually, one of the questions is from Luna Moth, and uh, they always send in questions. And their answers to any of their questions are always comedy related, which is always cool for me because I don't get too many people who I get to talk comedy with, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of comedy. That's, we're both that's huge our, fans of, one of too. our too. Yeah, watches. exactly. No, me and Faith have the same sense of humor. It's just like why we went and saw Always Sunny. To, like, to a point. To a point, yeah. (laughs) There's some dry stuff, I'll admit, that I like. And, I mean, there's some stupid stuff that I see you that you like. But for the most part, our comedy is about the same. We laugh at the same shit. Some of it can be a little dark. You gotta admit. Yours is
1: dark. Yeah. (laughs) I might
0: go a little darker than you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy... And sometimes
1: I'm like, what What was the the song
0: with, I'm the kind of guy who laughs... Oh, it's the Bare Naked Funeral. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at her funeral. I, like, I just make a joke out of everything. And that's why when I die, and I'll make sure you guys will honor this, too. Make sure no one's sad make a joke out of it you know i want to no, get stopped i, I want to get propped that. up at the front i think it's going to be a real funny time for everyone okay <laughs> but anyway that's uh that's the end of the business talk here so let's move on to the q a portion of the show this is actually a fun one for you because you probably have a million and this is from movies i watch 812 and he wrote what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie Guilty Pleasure. So like, what's a movie that's like so bad, but you just absolutely love it? Uh, Mm -hmm. you go first, I wanna think. Okay, well I actually have a few Guilty Pleasure movies. Like for instance, I grew up with the Look Who's Talking franchise. I've been actually kicking around the idea of making a video about these. These movies, from my understanding from other people, is these movies are really bad. But I absolutely love them. I grew up watching them. You know, it's the first time I ever heard a Talking head song, like it was in that movie. But mm-hmm. Kirstie Alley, John Travolta, like this is how I got introduced to these people. Uh, Bruce Willis doing the voice of Mikey. Love those movies. I know they're bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's Look Who's Talking jokes about John Travolta. They always say, you know, John Travolta only did the Look Who's Talking movies in the 80s, and that's why Pulp Fiction saved his career. It's because he was uh, floating the, he was at the bottom of the barrel at that point. Mm. But I don't care. I love the Look Who's Talking movies.
1: All right. So, Save the Last Dance.
0: What the hell is that? Uh, You've
1: never seen Save the Last Dance? Oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) my God. So, it's with Julia Stiles. Okay. And her mom, she's a ballet dancer. Her mom gets in a car accident. I don't want to give the whole movie away. Her mom gets in a car accident and dies on her way to her audition for Juilliard. Uh, yeah, did she so, get in, huh? Did she no, get in? she didn't get in because her she she fell or something like that, but uh, and then, as she's waiting for her mom to come pick her up, she never showed up the the cops come and say oh your mom's died, so it's just fucking horrible, what a tragedy yeah, and then so now she has to move to Chicago, the south side of Chicago, she's white, obviously she's doing stuff. And so it's a minor, like a bunch of minorities. It's an area that she does not fit in, and it's a love story between a black guy and her. And you know, you know, people saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be with her," or because you're black and she's white, and you know, like Bronx Tale almost. Yeah, but it's just ridiculous. They're like, I love the movie. I can actually go in there and watch it right now. But the dance moves are like, come on, dude! Like the dance moves, and like, back then, and. I think it came early two thousands. We thought she was killing it. Like we thought that she was killing the dance moves, and they were literally the worst. Yeah, literally the worst.
0: Uh, I thank God I haven't seen this. Uh, I mean, I, I
1: I actually posted on Facebook like somebody commentating, like commentating on it. It's really? Like, yeah, it's it's hilarious. But that's one movie that I feel like is a guilty pleasure because it's not a good movie, but it's a good movie. It's not a good movie,
0: <laughs> but it's a good movie.
1: I mean, there's so many, Carrie, like... Uh, Carrie Washington's in it. Yeah, and I... Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. She must, what year did this come out? It had to be early 2000s. Oh, it's in that window. Well, let me see. Let me look this up. 2001. Really? Yeah. Hmm, when have pick that? When have thought that? And it was like... So she had, like, a... Carrie Washington's character had a baby, and then Julia says, like, Oh, whose baby is that? And she's like, my grandma. It's like, who do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Because they're in high school, Oh, yeah. so it's just like a culture difference, you know. It's yeah. just like very different, and like, but it, the dance moves really, really killed it. Like uh, now watching back, back then you're like, oh, this was such a cool, yeah. But you know, you you, you but you still love and it. And Cheetah Girls I mean. too. Cheetah Girls is so corny, but I love Cheetah Girls.
0: Oh, I'll give a quick spooky season recommendation. That's a very bad movie, and that's uh the Freddy's Dad, the final nightmare movie. That movie is horrible. I love it. I watch it every year.
1: That movie is horrible. I love it. I watch it
0: every year. It is stupid. It's really just uh, basically a full-blown comedy. throws out any lore or continuity, but if you want to see just everybody overacting, and Yafia Kodo pops up in there. Ugh, I love that movie. That was a good question. uh, That was a great question. Thank you so much, buddy. And then this one's from our producer, and that is, Frank Rodriguez. Hey, he wrote, Frankie Boa. He wrote, John, I have a question for this week. I'm posting it here, as so I'll probably forget it. If I remember, then I'll repost it in the usual community section and the question is what is your top four horror movies that isn't a sequel or remake so i figured we can come up with four of these i mean the shining is one of my favorite movies ever that's not a sequel or remake Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a remake series that stephen king likes more than the shining but for me the shining is one of the greatest horror movies ever made the original nightmare on elm street is an all-time stone cold classic Candyman. Candyman is one of my favorite horror mm-hmm. movies ever. That is an original movie. It's based on a Clive Barker uh, novella, I want to say, which is basically just a short story. Jeepers Creepers? Jeepers Creepers counts. I think that's the first. It started a franchise, and I haven't seen the last two, but I've heard they're horrible. No, yeah, I only
1: watched the first. The that's f- it. The that- fr- you don't like the second one? with the me- bus oh yes that one's good i yeah. forgot about that one yes that yeah. one's good but gee, i like the first one the first one's
0: a classic I, is I, that
1: like what he meant yeah he okay. said
0: that as long as they're not a remake or a sequel so if he would have said like the omen 2006 which i think is a bad movie like um you know that wouldn't count but if you said the original omen now that counts because the original omen is a classic okay. you know there's just so many like i mean there's so many sequels i love like my favorite dawn of the dead movies is the is Dawn of the Dead, but you know, that's a sequel to Night of the Living Dead, so that wouldn't count. Mm. You know, there's so many great ones, but that was a great question. Frank, thank you so much, buddy. And this one is from uh, Rick, who you know Rick, old handsome Rick, and he wrote, <laughs> what was the first music CD John ever received slash purchased?
1: I know what it is. Smash Mouth. It
0: was Smash Mouth
1: Astro Lounge. Yes. R.I.P. They yes.
0: just recently passed away, the lead singer. Yeah, I Sarah, Yeah, I can't believe you remember that. Yep, uh, I guess that was what, like 97, 98, 99 area? Yeah, I bought Astro Lounge mainly because of, obviously, the classic song, uh, All Star. Hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on, go play. But mm-hmm. the rest of the album was great, too. So that was the first one I ever got. What was your first album?
1: Ace of Base. Oh, Ace of Base? That was the first CD you ever got? Well, my, my mom kind of got it for me and my sister.
0: Oh, uh, you guys had to share it? Yeah.
1: But it was it was ours. And then as I got older, like 13, 14, I got uh, Kiss of Death by Jada Kiss. Uh,
0: <laughs> weird.
1: No, I liked, I like rap.
0: Yeah, I just didn't get, like, you know, when you're younger, like, like you know, it. I started with Smash Mouth. Oh, no, I, um,
1: I, and I, I also got, and I shouldn't really just, I had Bow Wow, all Bow Wow's stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. why don't you tell them how many times you went to a little Bow Wow concert? Like
1: three times. That's ridiculous. When I was young, yeah. There was a lot tours. of
0: times to go, and didn't you go to the Sprite, uh, what do they call those tours? The Sprite Mix
1: Tour, but that was for Jay-Z because
0: it's my favorite. Ah, oh, yeah, Jay-Z is your favorite. Yeah, no, that's uh, not an experience I had as a child.
1: Yeah, I, I went to, my mom took me to Bow Wow, and my stepdad and took me and my friend Colleen, rest in peace Colleen, um, to the Sprite Mix tour, and it had Busta Rhymes, it had uh, Jay-Z, it had a uh, Blink 182, it had a bunch of different uh, bands as well as snoop Dogg was there oh snoop doggy Dogg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but i you know uh, <laughs> but you know i love music so i i try to go to i i try to see everybody i like okay that's fair at least once i guess oh. saw so kanye yeah uh,
0: um, his name's yee okay <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> Why? He's such a ass. Why? That is his name.
0: And these are some questions that Fate's not going to answer with me, just because you know, they're a little bit more focused at me. So this one comes from Luna Moth, longtime friend of the channel, always gives uh, in the digital code giveaway. They always comment with some of the best comedy films. No matter what the question is, they always find a way to tie comedy in. So I always appreciate that, Luna. So I share your hopes for the future of physical media. Just in case it goes the other way, what are your top 10 movies that haven't been released on Blu-ray that you want to be? And how do we get those boutique labels to take requests? Or as how it's actually pronounced, boutique labels. Well, I don't know how to take requests. I try and always shout them out on like X or Twitter or Instagram and be like, hey, Do you want to put the Terminator out in 4K? I'm dying for this to come to 4K. But as far as Blu-rays, movies that actually haven't even made the jump to Blu-ray, I don't know if I can name 10 off the top of my head, but for the big ones, The Abyss and True Lies somehow never made it to Blu-ray at least on the studio level I think there's some knockoffs out there that you can buy that are actually in very good quality but those James Cameron movies never made the jump to Blu-ray which is just absolutely insane people forget how popular True Lies was in 1994 and the fact we still don't have an HD release of this is just absolutely astonishing and The Abyss, The Abyss would look great now The Abyss we know is coming to 4K for sure people have seen the new scan of it same thing like with Aliens people have seen the new scan of it but Aliens they've come to Blu-ray The Abyss and True Lies eyes never even made that jump so it's nice that we'll finally get to see them no confirmation on true lies there were rumors that would come to 4k but we haven't gotten any confirmation on that and another one that's big for me is the empty man now you can stream this but it's never even had a physical release it's just been stuck on streaming so that's the only way you can watch it right now you know it bombed at the box office you know this is a movie that nobody even really cared about but i still think that this is one of the most ambitious horror movies to come out in the last 20 years does it feel a little bit of a mess absolutely but it still is a great captivating story with some incredible imagery and just some incredibly shot images in this movie it's just a beautiful looking movie and it'll get under your skin and you know what we need a physical release of that so I'll just take it on blu-ray and then one I always bring up is my life the Michael Keaton movie where Michael Keaton gets cancer and he's just basically documenting what his life was what he hoped it would be he's making these VHS tapes for his unborn son because more than likely he's not gonna make it to his birth And I just find that movie to be just the most heartbreaking film ever. It also features Nicole Kidman. I don't know how that movie has not made the jump to Blu-ray. I feel like there's enough fans of it out there. But, you know, at the time, it was just a modest box office hit. And it feels like it got stuck in the 90s. So, unfortunately, it's never even come to Blu-ray. So, I think the last physical release of that is DVD. Grandma's Boy is another big one that hasn't come to Blu-ray or 4K. What does high score mean? New high score, is that bad? Again, this is crazy because it actually made most of its money when it was released in Blockbuster, or Hollywood video. You know, it was a bomb at the box office, but eventually when it got released physically, that's where that movie started to really make money. And other Happy Madison movies have been released on Blu-ray like Strange Wilderness, but for some reason we haven't gotten the one that's probably the most popular in Grandma's Boy on Blu-ray. So I don't know why that one's been stuck in limbo. And speaking of movies being stuck in limbo because they're Happy Madison films, I think both of the uh, Deuce Bigelow movies, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, also have never come to Blu-ray. Now, those movies are stupid as hell, but but I'm not going to lie to you guys, I do get some good laughs out of them, especially in the second one with Eddie Griffin. Those movies have also just never come to Blu-ray, I have no idea why, but it just never happened. Those are the movies that off the top of my head that I would really like to at least get a Blu-ray release, a 4K release. Might be asking a lot. Like, there's plenty of them out there. Like, I want Amadeus, The Terminator, to really come to 4K. I think those would be great on the 4K format. Terminator is my favorite film ever, so of course I want that. Chinatown's one I want on 4K really bad. There's rumors that next year we'll finally get that release, and I really hope so. Because that's another movie that's just shot gorgeously in California. And it would just translate so well with some new HDR, Adobe Vision on it. I'm dreaming. I would love the Criterion Collection to release that. That's never going to happen, but you know what? I can put my head on the pillow at night and just hope that it eventually comes to 4K from the Criterion Collection. I know my dreams don't come true, but that's why they're dreams. So that was a great question, Luna. Thank you so much. And this is a video game question from Kevin Allen. He asked, how would you rank the following video game franchises? Call of Duty, Halo, Gears of War, God of War, Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, Mortal Kombat... Crash Bandicoot, Spire the Dragon, Final Fantasy, and Grand Theft Auto. Well, at number one at this point, um, Resident Evil is my favorite of all time, but since that's not on my list, I'm going to go to my second favorite franchise of all time, and that's the Halo franchise. Um, The first three Halo games are some of the best-made first-person shooters. They also have a ton of nostalgia tied into them for me. You know, that's what made me buy an Xbox. I remember staying home from school for both Halo 2 and Halo 3 and just... Basically not sleeping for 24 hours. Halo 2 introduced me to Xbox Live. I mean, it really was a huge part of my life until like 2010. Now the franchise, once 343 Studios took over, after Bungie, it kind of became a whole different thing. And it's kind of really been, I would say, disappointing for the most part. I thought Halo Reach was a good game, but... It didn't have the lasting power that a lot of us had hoped for. I enjoyed it for those first couple of months. Kind of felt like I was getting those old Halo feelings back. It's was playing with Matt, playing with my brothers. We were really enjoying ourselves. And then it just kind of went away. So I kind of feel like the Halo franchise has kind of really dipped since then. And then at number two, I'm going to put the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Another one that has real deep ties for me. I even remember the Grand Theft Autos before Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. wasn't impressed with them, by the way, but once Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, I got that as a Christmas gift. That was one of my first two PlayStation 2 games. I got that Christmas in 2001. That's when I got my PS2. I got it with NASCAR Thunder 2002 and Grand Theft Auto 3, and that just changed the game. That became one of the greatest games I ever played, and then the next year, they outdid themselves, in my personal opinion, for the best Grand Theft Auto game of all time in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and then San Andreas is another home run, and then the city kind of gets a little shaky with Grand Theft Auto 4, but I really like Grand Theft Auto 4. And then the last in the franchise that came out now over 10 years ago, Grand Theft Auto 5, that spanned three generations. And from the look of it, we're going to probably go another generation. So that's the last one, but Grand Theft Auto 5 is a monster. It's still a great game, no matter any way you spin it. Even though we haven't gotten a sequel to it in so long, Grand Theft Auto 5, to have that staying power, that's what Halo wanted. It's still a moneymaker for Rockstar. I just wish that they would give us a sequel at this point. Ten years is just too long. That's a little bit ridiculous, don't you think? And then number three, I'm going to put the Gears of War franchise. I absolutely love pretty much every game in this franchise. I've enjoyed it to different levels. It was the online stuff in the first two games that really had the hooks in me. Even the story through the first three games kind of fell off after grand after Gears of War 3 but I kind of came back with Gears of War 5 still have so many great memories with it again the taking the third person shooter to the next level really have almost no complaints with the first three games you know the middle part of the franchise again microsoft changing studios in the middle epic games back and out losing cliff blusinski you kind of feel it in the franchise for a while but i think the gears 5 really was a breath of fresh air kind of got that old feeling back and still taking it to the next level and these games have always been showpieces for the xbox consoles and what they can do with their graphics so i've always been a fan of gears of war just as a fan of xbox in general and a number four might actually be a surprise to you guys but i've always loved this franchise from the the very beginning, and that's the Assassin's Creed franchise. The first game came out in 2007 and it just blew me away. I remember people saying it got repetitive and boring. I was never bored. I love the repetitive nature of the Assassin's Creed franchise. And then Assassin's Creed 2 and 3, obviously, those are considered the peak mountaintop of the Assassin's Creed franchise. And they're really good games. I think Black Flag is probably still my favorite of that original run. But once they started with these open world games, you know, recently with Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the one before that, which was Assassin's Creed Origins, those games were perfect. I love those open world RPGs. They're very much like the Ubisoft open world RPGs. It's basically taking it back in the past version of Far Cry, but still, I'm a sucker for that format. I know that people get really sick of playing the same old, same old Ubisoft games, but I don't game as much anymore, so when I do and I dive into a game like Valhalla, it gets its hooks in me, and I just absolutely love it, and Valhalla is just a fantastic game in general. I haven't played Mirage yet, which is supposedly like a combination of the modern Assassin's Creed games with the old Assassin's Creed games. I would love to try those out, I'm sure they're just as enjoyable as I'm imagining they're being, but I just haven't gotten a chance yet. So the last one I actually played was Valhalla, so that still is my fourth favorite video game franchise. And at number five, I'm gonna put the God of War franchise from the PlayStation. Now the first three games were fantastic on the PS2. Uh, They had a great mechanic. Those were really like selling PlayStation 2 consoles. I don't think people remember how big those games were back then. Then when we got to the PlayStation 4 and we had the reboot of God of War. That took it to the next level. And then uh, that's one of the best games ever in my opinion. That's a top 10 game for me all time. I actually haven't been able to play the recent release of, on the PS5 mainly because I don't have a PlayStation 5 anymore. And I also, uh, there's no way for me to play it, unfortunately. And I also just don't have as much time to game anymore with the YouTube channel. But I still love the God of War franchise. let brings me to into my next franchise, the Call of Duty franchise. Now, I loved this back in the original era. Like, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and a couple games after that and then about 2011-2012 I really fell off the franchise it just started to feel exactly the same game after game I was also atrocious at that game still am I'm just really bad at online first person shooters like Call of Duty I'm just out there getting mowed down everyone just looks at me as a joke I mean I stopped playing after Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 I remember I went 1-31 and and I said well I guess that's it no reason to continue now I didn't play a Call of Duty game until the last couple games i have actually played online had some fun with a lot of people at least you know Again, bringing back those nostalgic feelings. And they've always had good campaigns. They're short and sweet, which I do appreciate. You know, that really shows off the graphics. You know, when you get a new console, a lot of the times you get a new Call of Duty game. Mainly because, you know, that's going to probably make the best use of the graphic engine while they're still figuring it out. So it's always good to get a Call of Duty launch. So that's why I would put that there. And then after that, I would put the Uncharted franchise. Mainly because I've only actually played Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, but I love them. Never played Uncharted 4. I've always enjoyed those games, but, you know, once the 360 came around, I became much more of an Xbox guy than a PlayStation guy. I always had the PlayStations, but they were just kind of always floating around in the background when I had some free time. I was an achievement whore, especially from, like, 06 to 2010. That's what I was playing for. I needed achievements. I never really got on the trophies bandwagon. It just kind of felt like achievements, but to a lesser extent. They were just trying to copy what uh, Xbox is doing, which is no problem. They're always trying to copy each other. And then we have one of the classic franchises. The Mortal Kombat franchise is one of the best ones to ever do it. I know a lot of people would have this way higher than me. Uh, I always enjoyed it. I just actually associate this franchise with the, the first couple of games where they had the arcade machines in the laundromat when I was a kid. That's where my mom would go do laundries at the local laundromat. And while we were there waiting, you know, I, we would just play Mortal Kombat, being my brother. So that's my biggest Mortal Kombat memories were mainly when I was a younger kid. You know, it was on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, but I always just played it on the arcade machine. I, I don't even think I ever owned it on that. I didn't own a Mortal Kombat game until playstation 2 era i want to say and then i still go back and play them a little bit now i actually kind of prefer the more recent movie over any of the games but that's obviously personal preference and that brings me to my next one which is the final fantasy franchise i've always enjoyed these when i play them they just such a commitment, and I've just never really had the patience to commit to a full-blown JRPG like these. I, I've played a few. I really enjoyed them. Uh, I played the, the remake that was on the PS4 or PS5 of, uh, what was that, Final Fantasy seVen. Really enjoyed that, again, showing off the graphical power, but this was just never really my franchise. Just got a good amount of enjoyment, but it was never my favorite franchise. And then the next one is Crash Bandicoot. Mainly just because this was a PlayStation 1 franchise that I loved that I just never kept up with. Tried the remake pretty recently and played it for a little while, but I just didn't get the same nostalgic feelings from it. And that's the same thing with my next one, Spider the Dragon, was just never really my franchise. I enjoyed it. I remember the commercial around 2001, 2002, that I actually remember the Spy of the Dragon game. So they were just never my franchise. So that was a great question, Kevin. Thank you so much. All right, and this is going to be our last question from Kevin L. This week we have one more, but we'll answer that next week. And he wrote, How would you rank the following franchises? Transformers, Jeepers Creepers, The Expendables, Die Hard, Child's Play, Amityville Horror, Exorcist, Fast and the Furious, James Bond, and Hellraiser. All
1: right, so... Obvious. I'm not gonna remember all of them so you can hold so it. I'm going to you wanna go back and forth
0: well my number one is 110% the James Bond franchise on this list at least I mean consistency and I absolutely just love most of the films uh, some are guilty pleasures others are just bad
1: James Bond so that has to go number one number one number two for me Child's Play
0: number two for me would be Child's Play 2 just because of the amount of good films it, the franchise after Bride of Chucky I stopped personally but there are people out there who like Seed, and Curse of Chucky, but not my kind of cup of tea. Seed of Chucky is one of the worst movies ever. Then I would say Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, I'd put it number three also, mainly because... Don't copy Well, no, actually, because I had a list in my mind already, and there's some of these franchises I don't even really like. Yeah, that's first. what I so, was gonna say. So, like, the Fast and Furious franchise, I've really come around on. Like, I was out after the runway scene in Fast Six. Really, I I came back to it because I was like, okay, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. But then once you realize what the movies are, I mean, the amount of times Vin Diesel says family. Family saved his life more than once.
1: But you gotta admit, the first few were really good and so that really is the reason why. I still think the first one's the best one. So that's number three. Okay. Um, Then I would have to say, see, I don't know I don't understand. Like I like Die Hard, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't like the series of Die Hard. I only like the first one. The third so that-
0: one's really good too. Die Hard with a Vengeance. So then I would have to say Jeepers Creepers is my fourth. Okay, well I would probably go Die Hard at four, and then I put Jeepers Creepers at number five for me. Okay. So Transformers would be dead last for me.
1: Okay. Um, Amityville Horror.
0: See, the Amityville Horror has one good movie, a good remake. And then it has a couple of decent sequels, but there's like 40 of these movies, believe mm. it or not. So, um, yeah, that one would still be better than Transformers, in my opinion. Um,
1: I've only seen the one Exorcist, so I can't really comment on it.
0: You never saw Exorcist 2, 3, or The Believers? No. So, actually, Exorcist has some good films. I Actually, The Exorcist is a classic, but Exorcist 3... I love The Exorcist 3. It's one of my uh, favorite horror films of the 1990s. There's, Fantastic film.
1: There's two I can't put on, which is Hellraiser and The Expendables, because I've never seen them.
0: Ah, The Expendables franchise. I would still put that above Transformers, because it is better than the Transformers franchise. It's still pretty decent, so it's like its it's, its own entity. You might actually like them. Now, Hellraiser. You've never seen any?
1: Never saw Hellraiser. <laughs> Don't plan on seeing it. He's sca- Like, his look scares the hell out no, of hellraiser
0: is it's just the name of the movie the first two hellraiser movies are fantastic classics uh franchise gets a little shaky after three actually gets really bad after three three's still pretty good but i only really like hellraiser one and two that's why i actually didn't get this new they have a 4k like whatever the hell they call it now it's like some kind of it's a four film set Mm. i want it because i want hellraiser one and two and 4k but i can't justify because i don't like three and four so it's hard for me to justify spending the money same thing with the ring trilogy i can't justify it because the ring one two and three only one is good and then two is horrible and rings is it's an abomination
1: yeah
0: like literally it's an abomination like cedar chucky so, that was a great question, Kevin. I saw
1: a clip the other day, and it was Chucky roasting the kid. The, the kid. Roasting Mikey? You yeah. He's like, oh, he's fucking ugly. Like, like roasting him. He is. That's <laughs> is. especially
0: when he goes to military school. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, guys, that was a great question. Thank you so much, Kevin. So we have just one question left on the slate for next week, but if you have any questions you want to ask for next week, you can leave them in the comments section below or wait till the community post comes out later in the week, usually on Wednesdays, and you can leave your questions and comments there. And if you want to support this channel, like we said earlier in the video, we have channel memberships now. You can hit that join button and help us out there, or you can just always hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, then get out in those streets and tell your friends about us. Before we go...
1: are you having problems with getting people to um, subscribe from, right, from YouTube, or do they have to still go on to... So yes, if you are looking for channel
0: memberships, Faith brings up a good point. You cannot hit the Join button on your iOS app, but there is a link in the description below that you can click on now. I was able to find, figure that out. But if you are on an Android device or on any computer, the join button is right there next to our name. Don't know why YouTube hasn't updated the- freaking uh, app. iOS app, because they have been pushing for us to start the channel membership. So you would think, you know what, they would make the app (laughs) a little bit more easier to use, but unfortunately they didn't. But anyway, guys, again, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate all your support and we will be seeing you around.